Sergeant Major Chad Stackpole is the Garrison Sergeant Major on Fort Campbell. He joins Charlie and Katie to share his journey serving in the armed forces, what a Garrison Sergeant Major does day to day, and some events coming up on Fort Campbell to celebrate the month of the military child. Clarksville's conversation is powered by FNM Bank. Well, Katie, you know how much I love Fort Campbell, and I know how much you love Fort Campbell. I do, and I just really appreciate you bringing all these people in for us to get a chance to get to know them. Well, any time that you can work with Garrison and, and public affairs and, and bring topics to light for them, I, th- I think it's good for us and the community. Oh, of course. I mean, there's so much going on out there that I think that the community really doesn't even know about. So this is an opportunity for us to share that with them. That's why we're so happy to welcome Sergeant Major with us. Man, it's good to see you. Good to see you all. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Yeah, I was excited to meet you. Sergeant Major Chad Stackpole. So how long have you been in Clarksville? So I moved back here in December this past year. Yeah, um, yeah. Moved my family here from Virginia. I was stationed up there at the Old Guard for the last year as a battalion command sergeant major. Um, but th- this is my second tour here. I, I was yeah. stationed here from 2000 to 2007 okay. with the 101st Pathfinders uh, for oh. my entire tour here. Wow. So you and I just kind of passed each other. I moved here in 2007. Okay. Yeah, so you were leaving and I was coming. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> now, we're going to have to go a little bit back in your history, but before we do that, you mentioned the old guard, and I'm always fascinated with that and the discipline that you have to have to be a part of that. So can you explain the old guard, what you did, and and how that how you even got into that position? Uh, yes, sir. So I, I was selected out, out of the Sergeant Major's Academy based off my previous experience there as a Sergeant of the Guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Uh, the Old Guard is the Army's only ceremonial DRU, where their active mission, they're, they're in their operational environment at all times. Um, these are specially selected uh, based off of height, based off of background, security clearance, uh, individuals that you know personify and embody what it looks, what it is to look like an American soldier. Um, so they they stand ready for dignitary visits to the White House. Um, anything over at the Pentagon arrivals there um, for our foreign dignitaries, our adversaries that are going to come in um, and and pay visit to the President of the United States um, and to pay their respects to our fallen in Arlington yeah. National Cemetery. Well, have you you've been to Arlington, right, Katie? I have. Matter of fact, I was there the end of February. Yeah, and I actually went to the Tomb of the Soldier. I saw the changing yeah. of the guard. We did all that. I just I think it's amazing what mm-hmm. what you guys do there, and you know, getting really a grasp of what that is. You can see it, but to hear it from you, we I actually went uh, when we were on a citizens for Fort Campbell trip one time, and we got to go down. I don't know the proper term, but I would say down in the bunker, the quarters. To the quarters, yes. Yeah, I got to take a peek in so there. So the and quarters talk to the is soldiers. that underneath all that? Yes, ma'am. Is that where everybody like just prepares to switch guards? <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, they'll go in from the tire, what you're wearing, uh-huh. with just khakis and a polo, and they've got about two minutes to change uniform and get out the door to perform a, a wreath in honor of a school mm-hmm. um, or to do an armed forces full honors wreath, change the guard. Um, yeah, they, they live down there for a 24-hour period, and they that's their duty for that for that 
block. So it's a 24-hour rotation? It is, ma'am. That's interesting. Okay, this is a random question. So (laughs) does what they wear change according to the weather? It does. Okay. So based off of, it's based off of temperature and and weather. Okay. In regards to, they have multiple uniforms that they have hanging up that are prepared. Um, after, After they come off walk, that's what they spend their entire time doing is preparing uniforms, preparing the new soldiers' uniforms, helping them get ready to get out the door. Um, so that they look the best that they absolutely can and rendering yeah. honors to the fallen and our unknowns. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you for doing that. That's that's really amazing to me. I well, just, it, yes, it's very amazing. And it's interesting to hear a little bit of the backstory because you know that they're there 24-7, but I'm just curious how all that plays out, you know? Yeah, tremendous honor. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no doubt. One of those things, I tell you, is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my military career. I, I'd go to ranger school once a year then to turn around and go back down there just based off the level of commitment and the focus and detail. And yeah. you, you live that life. Um, those three reliefs, that's that's their 24-hour duty, 365 days a year, and they operate in a nine-day cycle similar to a firefighter Yeah, mm-hmm. and how, yeah. They, how they man their days. So Wow. It's a tough, tough life that those soldiers live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it, on a beautiful day, you're like, great. But on tornado watches, thunderstorms, hell storms, I mean, they're out there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, now let's flash back. You're a little child. You're in school. What did you want to be when you grew up? You know, my, I've asked my, my family this question. and my, my mother would tell me that from a very, very young age that she knew I was going to be a soldier. Okay. I would take, you know, the old Christmas cookies with the green and red glitter on them and dump all the cookies out and make that my helmet and run around the house with a stick and play soldier. Uh, even growing up, a lot of us in the yard would run around with sticks like we were like we were defending the the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have been. You never know. Uh, <laughs> as, as I was going through school, I, I very quickly realized that I didn't like school and my aspirations of becoming a doctor were far and few between. So mm-hmm. um, I was about halfway through my junior year and a lot of my buddies that were on the soccer team had had committed to the army and a few of my graduating classmates were also considering it so about nine of us between uh two years between the junior and senior year had uh, decided to join the military charlie i was going to be a veterinarian what were you going to be i i a chameleon. I, I don't know. I was just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you had no idea what you were going to be? Well, you know. Uh, he was going to be I, a DJ. I probably thought I was going to, that's a fact. But I probably thought I was just going to stay in the family music business for a uh, long time. Fair, and, fair, okay. But it really wasn't my passion. So where did you grow, back to you, where did you grow up at? So I, I consider myself from all over. So I was born in the north, raised in the south. And my family kind you of, are kind a chameleon of then around. yeah, yeah. I, I am a chameleon so uh, but what I consider home is just up the road in Bowling Green Kentucky so that's okay. where my, my family decided to settle uh, it's where I met my wife both my children are born there so I call I call Kentucky home well what a blessing that you're this close to home especially yes, I mean does your wife's family still live there so they get to see oh that's nice so what's that's your really favorite nice. part about Kentucky versus your favorite thing from Tennessee. I told you I wasn't going to ask you a trick question, but it just popped up. <laughs> so if I think I understand that right, what's my favorite part of Kentucky in comparison to Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. What, what's your favorite part of each state? Yeah. So I think for for Kentucky is being this close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will tell you for Tennessee is what I see in the community and just the outreach yeah. and the, 
the amount of veterans or those that are closely affiliated where yeah. I just came from in DC. Like I didn't get that when I left the gate, I felt that sense of mm -hmm. purpose and sense of community, Sure, but really the, the, the embodiment of what it is to be a, a soldier, be a department of the army veteran department of the army civilian. And yeah. that's what comprises Clarksville. It, it, it amazes me mm -hmm. how many people are closely affiliated with and how many yeah. choose to make this home even after their service. Mm -hmm. that, that is the piece that I've, I didn't see that the first time I was here because I lived in Bowling Green and made that commute back and forth. That's a commute, oh, wow. too. Yeah, 71 miles one way every day. Yeah. So, wow. Thank goodness for deployments. And, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. But that does make sense if before, if you were having to deploy that your wife wouldn't want, you'd want her to be with family when you were gone. That makes complete sense. You know, and you mentioned community and, and, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Clarksville, Oak Grove, Hopkinsville, we are all one community. There's a state line in the middle, but with your job, you see what the community really does. And specifically in your job, you deal with the community a lot like you've never done before. That, that's exactly true. Um, it's called tuck a sea for a reason, especially in this region. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we closely merge those lines and uh, yeah. it, it in, in times of crisis or in times of need or in times of celebration, whatever it be here on the, on the border, uh, we, we don't see two states. We, we see the communities yeah. working together. And that's the way it needs to be. So from 07 to now, what is the major change you've seen in the communi community since before? I, I will say for me is the growth out. Mm -hmm. So moving out from 41A, everything seemed to be isolated into that one area. It was Wilma Rudolph and it was 41A, um, but just how far we've expanded between here and Nashville and, and growing communities out there. Mm -hmm. so, and my sister lived here for a decade. Her husband was in 160th. So yeah. her and I talk all the time about just the differences of how, how much it has expanded here and the, how much the city has grown. Well, you really are a military family then, aren't you? We are. That's pretty. Now, where's your sister at now? She's in Osan, Korea with her husband. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Man, I, I've always wanted to go to Korea. I, I know. don't know that I've ever had a desire to go yeah, to Korea. I've always wanted to go. Maybe, <laughs> I maybe have one no day. Desire. Yeah. <laughs> I would love you, to go. Good sometime. for you, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to go. We're happy for you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So, go ahead. No, no I was just going to talk about his job a That's little bit. That's what I was going and, to. All right. You go fired up. I was just going to say, for those who aren't really familiar with the different roles at Fort Campbell, can you kind of dumb it down and tell us what is your job? What do you do out there? So, so for me, this is unique. Mm -hmm. I grew up as a, a light infantryman my entire career, spent you know a third of my career in the 82nd Airborne Division, a third of mine in the 101st Airborne Division, and a third at the Old Guard. Um the garrison and the portfolio there, you know, it's it's one that throughout the schooling process, everyone mentioned what it was going to be, and I, I I heard them, but I didn't I didn't truly understand it. Uh -huh. Like I'll kind of figure it out when I get there. But the relationship building, the networking through the community, um, providing world class services for our soldiers and our civilians on the installation for our families that choose to live off the installation because we just don't have enough homes for them, for everyone to live on the installation. Right. Um, so we, we provide all services that they, they could need, um, whether they live on or off the installation. Um, and we try to do that to the best of our ability. Yeah, it's again, a very broad portfolio. 
I could bounce from one spectrum to the next yeah, in a duty yeah. day. It, it's it's very unique. So you basically that includes the child care, schools, all of that is all under kind of your watch. Yes, ma'am. Child mm-hmm. care, schools, MWR facilities through the gym, outreach events in the community, mm-hmm. um, schools that are on the installation, mm-hmm. supporting them with that. Uh, the commentary, how we tie in with them and AFES and Odea, mm-hmm. it, it's, again, very broad. Mm-hmm. So it, this is kind of a general question, but you, you've, got, you've got the colonel, you've got your sergeant major, and you've got your uh, deputy uh, to the uh, garrison. Yes. So what, how are those jobs broken up? I mean, who, what, what's different between you and the deputy? We have our different priorities of work that the commander obviously is responsible for yeah. everything. He's overall sure. in, in charge of it. Uh, but he has delegated a lot of different areas down to the deputy as well as myself. A couple of those areas that he has me focused in is the Army Emergency Relief Campaign. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time pulling analysis and numbers to see how soldiers are committing to that campaign and that yeah. program. Soldiers helping soldiers, you know, donating a little money here and there uh, to collect up for the greater good to, to take care of, you know, soldiers and uh, veterans in need. Yeah. Uh, another area I, I focus on, you all had Staff Sergeant Lovelace in here. He's mm-hmm. my my boss president. Uh, yeah. Better opportunity for single soldiers. So I, I spend time looking at what he's working in regards to events, especially our life skills program, to, to educate soldiers on how to take care of themselves. Um, a lot of that he works with our IDR, which is our higher headquarters out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So it's been time focused in that area. I'm also on the school board and listen in on there to see what events mm. are coming up, upcoming with them and where they c- could use our assistance. Uh, let's see. Um, kind of the jack of all trades when it comes to the barracks and understanding yeah. the housing. So yeah. I work a lot with our Department, Department of Human Resources director and our, our housing directors and our, our partners over there with Campbell Crossing. Yeah. Um, that's that's where I, I seem to spend a lot of my time and yeah. my interest mm-hmm. in, in helping out the the senior sergeants, majors, and commanders of the installation uh, on where we are as an installation and where we're going in the mm. future. And there might be some people listening to this that have never even been on Fort Campbell. So I think it's the best way to describe it is Fort Campbell itself is a city. It has all the things that you would find in a city. And uh, it's somebody's got to make sure all that stuff's running effectively. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, my uh, one of my doctors commonly refers to me as the mayor every time yeah. that I mm-hmm. come in. You know, uh, you look at the senior commander, he, he's running a division and then he has to make decisions in the short and you know, long term in regards to the installation and setting conditions to set up his predecessors for success. But then you have the garrison, who's the one working with all the civilians who are truly our subject matter experts. Yeah. I, will, I tell them all the time, you know, I will never learn every aspect of this job, yeah. but I, I, I have complete trust in you all that you will not let us fail. You will not let this installation fail mm-hmm. because we step in for very short periods of time, whether they're two years, whether a year. Um, but that's really where our continuity is. So spend a lot of time learning from them and, and telling them I, I'm not the one to act like I know what's going on. I, yeah. I know where to come for the information and where to go for the resources. Yeah. And it's different working. Probably for you, it's a little bit different working with so many civilians. It is, yeah. How many civilian, what is the civilian workforce out there right now? It's over 2,000 when you look between the contractors and Mm -hmm. the the, the DACs that are there. 
You know, you I know you could wake up one day and a storm come through, or I guess a few years ago, a groundhog fall in the uh, water supply. There's so many Ooh, challenges. That's disgusting. I know, but it happened, and they had to shut down that water supply, bring a lot of water in. They're, 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 every day is a challenge, and it, you could wake up having a plan and go a different direction. It is. Our, uh, our calendar tells us what we should be doing and what yeah. we've planned in, in making sure that we're meeting all of our requirements. But our calendar is very fluent. Like we, we are shifted left and right off of target quite a bit. Um, so we have to kind of stay on our toes and you've got to remember a lot of things and be able to turn that switch on and off depending yep. on what, you know, incident is going on or mm-hmm. what event has been planned or been changed. So yeah. Miss, uh, Miss Shea, our secretary, bless her heart. She, uh, She's she's the glue, and between yeah. her and Susie Yates and our outreach, they really yeah. really keep the commander and the deputy and I straight. Yeah, somebody's got to keep y'all straight, right? Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so so I'm gonna. You've only been here a short time during this stint, but do you have uh, a vision for your future where where you would like to to be two and three years from now? Are you talking in the current job, or are you talking talking post garrison? Uh, post garrison, sorry. Well, and how for how long is it? How long are you here for? It it could be a a, a year, but once I do one year in the job, I'm comp- yeah. competing for the nominative on the command slate. Okay, um, okay. So I, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, uh-huh. really, they tell us when we come out of the Sergeant Majors Academy. Yeah. Like once you pin Sergeant Major, like you're you're here for the Army and the Army mission, and when you're not, that's fine. Just let us know. <laughs> you, know you can move every yeah. two years to a year. It just depends on. Yeah, the that's needs a lot of, the of moving. Given time, it is. Yeah. Thank goodness my wife and I are empty nesters now. And, you know, the, I was you know, just thinking, I wonder how old his kids yeah. are. Yeah, my, my oldest is 22 and my baby's 20. So so where are they at? So my daughter is a professional soccer player. In oh, Europe. wow. Uh, she graduated from Ole Miss. Uh, she spent a year in North Carolina in the uh-huh. Women's Professional League. And then in the offseason, she she chose a contract overseas. She'll, uh, I go to pick her up from Nashville tonight. She's coming in to take the, the DAT for it to become, get enrolled in dental school. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And my baby's a sophomore at Freed Hardman University down in Henderson, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, they're close enough to come visit anyway, except for Europe. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it, good thing is Europe. Nashville has a straight shot for international flights. So yes. Works out. I have actually used their international flight and... Loved it because they only take in one plane at a time. Not like when you walk in and there's like 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty quick and easy. Man. Well, I know you have to be excited to see her tonight, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a couple months, so we've been only seeing her online and through social media and, mm-hmm. you know, FaceTime daily. But it's always good to be able to be close with your, your kids yeah. and have them in the house. Yeah, well, we've got ours still close least and mine's still in the community she's 21 and yours mine is 17 and i want to be 14 in a month so (laughs) So, yeah life changes quick they do they do it it does happen quick before you know you turn around and you're like what the heck happened they're like going (laughs) off to europe to play professional soccer like that's pretty awesome i didn't even know there was a job like that (laughs) i mean you've got to be pretty proud of that huh yes we're proud of her Yes, yes. I don't well, well, every time we have someone in from Garrison or MWR, or, or, or we always ask, what's going on? Are there, is there anything, any events going on, anything that, that we want to tell the community about, anything on the top of your mind? Or, you know, I know we've got Week of the Eagles coming up in June and some, some different things, but is there anything that, 
that we just want or just anything about your job that you want to tell the community about? I would say for, for us right now, one of our biggest focus is month of the military child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of folks in this area understand what it means to raise a child or even be a child um, with a with a family member that serves. Mm-hmm. When is month of the military child? It, it kicked off this past Saturday. Okay. So right now, Colonel Jordan and I started it off with our proclamation on early Saturday morning as MWR sponsored our, our color run on yeah. installation. And we've had multiple events. I've got an event this Thursday night doing a proclamation downtown. Uh, the boss had another event last night with it. Uh, we, we have our upcoming festival coming up at the end of the month. And I apologize, I can't spit that date off the top of my head unless you remember it, Nondis. Um, well, we know it's the end of this month. It is the end of this month. Yeah. Um, so our, our focus this month is, is focusing on military children. So a lot yeah. of our units are within the school systems there on Fort Campbell that are going out and doing readings and going out and doing little field day presentations. Yeah. They're, they're coming mm-hmm. in with military equipment and just showing the kids, you know, w- what their parents actually do. So uh, that is our key focus this month. Well, well, I, I, we appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and, you know, we I really appreciate you coming in and tell us your, your story because it's always fun to hear, you know, where, where somebody comes from. Get to know a little their, bit more about jobs you. And, and really – you sound like you really like being at Fort Campbell, so hopefully we can keep you for a while. Yes, sir. My, my wife would love if I could do it the, my last five years in the Army here. Uh, <laughs> well, let's put that out in the universe. <laughs> Somebody out, out there hey, listening? Out there now. We need a happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yes, that, ma'am. That's exactly right. So, well, thank you for coming to join us today. It's been a pleasure getting yes, to ma'am. know you. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you, Charlie. All right.